This is Haley. This is Leah. And you're listening to Looks That Kill. Welcome back, listeners. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. Um, Since we recorded last, we had the blizzard of 2024. Um, Snowmageddon. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, Actually, I loved it because I'm an introvert. And so since I couldn't go anywhere, I just watched a bunch of Netflix and spent time with family and baked a ton of cookies and other things that I should not eat. But... Here I am, and now I'm like triple the size I was before the snow, <laughs> especially with the pregnancy. And before we started recording, we were actually talking about potentially uh, baking some cinnamon rolls or cookies. Yes. We Sounds were so also good. talking about hot chocolate. So. <laughs> All the good snacks. All the good things. So anyways, we're glad you're with us. Like I said, it's been a hot minute, and today mar- marks a year um, since we did our first branding photo shoot. So I'm proud of us. Yes, me too. How far we've come. It's flown by. It does not seem like it's been a year. It has gone by so quickly. I know. I know. All right. So today I'm going to be covering the case of David Carter. This one is pretty recent, actually, and pretty wild. So David Carter, he was a 39-year-old single father who was a hardworking, good-looking, kind-hearted, smart role model for his then 16-year-old son, DJ. Through DJ's mom, Samaya, and... (laughs) It's been a while since I've read through this. Anyways, um, DJ's mom, Samaya, and David were not together, but they were on good terms, and they shared custody of DJ, and they were really good at co-parenting together. David was living in Melvindale, Michigan, a suburb of <laughs> Now I sound like Blue's Clues. Um, a suburb <laughs> A suburb of Detroit. Anyways, he worked full time at a seating automotive manufacturing plant. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm just picturing <laughs> the blues clues. Also, Jordan does a really good impression of that noise, and it cracks me up. And he'll go, he'll go, and it cracks me up. I would love to see Jordan's face when he does that. You'll have to ask him to make the the like the blues clues noise next time you see him. So, anyways, <laughs> he worked at a manufacturing plant in Detroit, but he also owned and operated. Um, a business called Lavish Habits, and it was a casual clothing line. In March of 2018, David and Tamara, also known as Tammy Williams, started dating. The two had attended the same high school and reconnected at a friend's birthday party. A formal, a formal, Jesus, it's going to be a rough one. A former travel agent, Tammy was working as a phlebotomist and had two children of her own. By September, after dating for six months, it was apparent to David's friends and family that David was growing tired of Tammy. It was said that she rarely left his apartment and became extremely jealous and possessive when David was around any other women, even his cousins. 
Her jealous and controlling behavior had started to bother David to the point that friends believed he was trying to end the relationship. David had been at his son DJ's football game on September 28th of 2018 with his whole family and DJ's mother, Samaya Connor. David was very close with his family, and even though he and Samaya were divorced, like I said, they seemed to co-parent very well, and they were always friendly with one another and supported their son and everything that he did. He was always there with his girlfriend, or I mean, he was also there with his girlfriend of six months, um, medical center worker and travel agent, Tamara, also known as Tammy. And according to David's ex-wife, David and Tammy came together, but they weren't together at the game. And I'll let you interpret that however you want to. David's sister said that David and Tammy had been fighting, and she believed, based on the conversation with her brother that night, that David had grown sick of his girlfriend's possessive attitude and broke it off with Tammy after the game. On September 29th of 2018, around 10.30 p.m., David called his sister Tasia and asked if she would edit a video from the game so that he could post it online. She got the feeling that he was alone, and he mentioned that he had to be at work the next day at 5 a.m. It was a pretty normal conversation. David's son DJ went to his dad's apartment at Gale Gardens on September 30th to collect some items after he and his mother, Samaya Connor, allegedly received text messages from David's phone saying that he wasn't feeling well. DJ was originally supposed to have a visit with his dad that day. When DJ went to his dad's house, he reportedly saw his dad's girlfriend, Tammy, taking out the trash, like in the parking lot. So DJ pulls up to the apartment. Tammy sees him while she's taking out the trash. Basically, when she sees DJ, she runs to the apartment to beat him there. And when DJ gets to the apartment, the door is locked. Weird. So, that was a little strange. This is what DJ had to say about this really weird interaction the day he went to his dad's apartment. He said, she ran to the apartment door, like ran, and when I got to my dad's house, the door was locked. You would have thought since she saw me, she would have left it unlocked, but I had a key and I went up. I think at that point he went ahead and let himself in. Um, so DJ goes into the apartment it's not clear whether Tammy let DJ in or if he unlocked the door himself and went in on his own. DJ said his dad's bedroom door was closed. As Dammy, Dammy, <laughs> Dammy, Dammy, Damn Tammy, Damn it, Dammy, Damn it, Dammy. My gosh, y'all, I am so sorry. Reading out loud is a struggle. Um, as Tammy closed the bathroom door. She told DJ that his dad went out for a walk, which is strange because the text messages that, you know, DJ and his mom were receiving said like, hey, you probably shouldn't come over today. Like, I'm not feeling well. But he felt good enough to go for a walk. So yeah, this was also strange. The same day that DJ went to David's apartment to get some of his things, David didn't show up for work at the Magna Seating Plant. Um, and on October 2nd, his colleague asked his sister, Tasia Carter Jackson, to check in on him. When she visited his apartment, she reportedly found that his front door was unlocked and his bed was unmade. 
And this was really unlike him. He was very much a clean freak and, you know, always made his bed. He had, he, he liked things a certain way. And so this was very unlike him. She claimed that there was a large blood stain underneath as well as on top of the mattress, which also had what she believed to be a gunshot hole in it. Oh. So, not looking very good. On October 1st, a Department of Transportation mowing crew worker found a man's lower torso and <gasps> legs in a sleeping bag and weeds along highway or along a highway in Eagle Township, Ohio. At the time, the only clue to the man's identity was a tattoo of a red-eyed pit bull on his upper left leg. Well, guess who unfortunately had the same tattoo. On October 2nd, Roger Davis, a friend and co-worker of David's, like I said, contacted David's sister, Tasia Carter-Jackson, after noting that he hadn't shown up for work for three days. After failing to reach David on the phone, she and her husband, Derek, went to David's apartment and found it unlocked. And that's where they kind of found the scene. I At- wonder where Tammy is during, during <laughs> all this. I'll get there. Mm-hmm. After contacting David's father, Elton, and Samaya Connor, the family investigated the apartment together, discovering a blood-stained hole at the top of David's mattress and what appeared to be blood stains under the bed. Derek Johnson, David's brother-in-law and a, and a former soldier, discovered a similar hole in the door to David's closet and recognized it as a bullet hole. The Melvindale police were notified and David was officially declared missing, but it's not looking good. The next day, Elton Carter, David's father, was contacted by the Melvindale police. The police chief questioned him regarding any tattoos his son might have had and informed him of the torso that was discovered in Ohio. With Elton's confirmation that David had a tattoo of a red-eyed pit bull on his upper left leg, the missing person's case was officially reclassified as a homicide investigation. Tammy Williams quickly became the prime suspect in David Carter's murder based on her behavior on Sunday and subsequent lack of concern over David's disappearance when his family asked her to help with the search. Tammy was brought in for questioning on Friday, October 5th, with the family learning of the arrest while attending DJ's football game. DJ's team went on to win in a shutout 64-0, with DJ crediting his performance that night to his father's spirit. Three days later, on October 8th, Tammy Williams was released from police custody. This was the maximum amount of time that she could be held without criminal charges being filed under Michigan state law. On October 10th, 10 days after the sleeping bag containing David Carter's lower torso was found, a second bag was found along I-75 in Ohio, north of the first drop site. This one, a black duffel bag with red straps, contained David Carter's head, wrapped in several plastic grocery bags. The medical examiner determined that David Carter died from a single gunshot wound below his left ear. On Tuesday, October 16th, David Carter's upper torso was found again inside a bag on the side of 
I-75 in Ohio. And this happened in Michigan, and or he was from Michigan, and he was found. I wonder how far apart all that was from where he was found versus where he lived. That's crazy. I remember looking that up, but I don't really remember what I discovered. I don't think it's that far. Um, but the bag was located north of the city of Finlay, which allowed authorities to officially narrow down the circumstances of David's death, determining that there was no evidence of a struggle nor any injuries apart from the gunshot wound. On the same day, Tammy Williams was seen in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Credit card receipts from the day. Did you just see that? No. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, anyway, I did something embarrassing, and luckily Leah didn't see it. Neither did you. Well, and so. I've been staring at you this whole time. I've just like... <laughs> so I'm, I'm just... not going to tell myself <laughs> any more than that. Um, credit card receipts from the day revealed that she made several large cash withdrawals. And that evening, she was spotted eating alone in a local restaurant and spent the night in a local hotel. Then she took a train to Chicago, Illinois, and then to New York City. What? And that's the last time Tammy <gasps> Williams was ever seen. Um, mm, that's not suspicious at all. That's, right? yeah. They literally let her out of police custody. And she. And she went on the run and she has been on the run since, which I'll go into more detail on that. Uh, when did, when did, I'm sorry, when did this murder happen? I know you said it was October, <clears throat> but I couldn't remember what year it was. Of 2018. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you definitely don't want to skip town whenever you're being looked at. It's going to make it look a little sketch like sketchy. <laughs> well, evidently she's doing a good job on the run because her current whereabouts are unknown. She was last seen leaving the Neptune Hotel in New York City on October 18th of 2018. Police believe Tammy Williams killed David Carter on the night of September 29th or early the next morning. That was also the day that Colin and I got married. Same oh, wow. Year. Um, so they believe that she killed him on the night of September 29th or early the next morning, maybe as he slept, dismembered his body, and then deposited his body parts along I-75 in Ohio. Andrew Battersby of the U.S. Marshals Task Force in Detroit said, quote, Somebody is helping her financially and also providing her with a roof, a place to stay. She just didn't disappear. He added that Williams is believed to be a very dangerous woman, saying the weapon that was used has never been recovered. So where is Tammy now? It has been almost six years since David Carter was reported missing from Melvindale, and Tammy has yet to be found. Tammy has been named to the U.S. Marshal's 15 Most Wanted Fugitives list. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't believe she's not been spotted in, in six years because you would think that they, since they know where she's been going, they would let people know, like law enforcement know in the areas she's visiting, like, we're looking for this person, you know? I'm su really surprised she hasn't been spotted. Mm -hmm. um, the addition of Tamara Williams to the U.S. Marshals Service top 10, or I mean top 15 most wanted, demonstrates our commitment to apprehending Williams to answer for this brutal murder, said Owen Cipher, U.S. Marshal for the Eastern District of Michigan. We will pursue her for as long as it takes and stop at nothing to bring her to justice. We will be relentless in this endeavor. 
This case has been featured on Fox's America's Most Wanted, In Pursuit with John Walsh, and in 2002 on Netflix, Unsolved Mysteries. It's also been covered on a number of podcasts and written about in countless articles. A reward was originally set at $1,000, but then was raised to $10,000 and is now up to $25,000. The U.S. Marshal's Office said that Tammy has worked in the medical field and as a travel agent, so that might help her in some way, shape, or form. Um, she's known to be a world traveler and has ties throughout the country, while also having close involvement with the Order of the Eastern Star, which is a part of Freemasonry, but for women. Oh. And in case you aren't familiar with what that is, um, I will tell you what I found out about them, which isn't much because... Nobody will talk about Freemasonry. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I didn't know there was even, like, a division for women specifically, so. Yeah. So, according to their website, the members of the Order of the Eastern Star are dedicated men and women who sincerely reflect the spirit of fraternal love and the desire to work together for good by giving their time to meaningful projects that benefit mankind. Yeah. So, honestly, I could probably do an entirely separate episode on Freemasonry and, like, all the questions that I have about it and all the things. Um, I have so many questions I'll probably never know the answer to. Like, it's a big mystery. I feel like no one knows anything. Like, when I die and go to heaven and I can ask God questions... I imagine there are a couple of things that I'm going to ask him. I have like five. And one of them is the Freemasons. One of them is I want him to tell me about the Freemasons. I want him to answer all my questions about Freemasonry. I want to know what happened to the Malaysian airline that went down that nobody could find. Yeah. I want to know what happened there. I want to know what happened to Summer Wells. I want to know what happened to Jonathan Avery. Same. Like I have so many questions that I feel like. Anytime I, you know, take a deep dive into it, I just feel more and more lost. I'm having a hold of my microphone. Is it falling? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. It's okay. Same. Add that to the list of questions and also what's in the rest of the ocean that's undiscovered? That's a big question I have. Yeah. Are aliens real? Yeah. There's so many questions. Did you know that, like... There's... I can't remember what percentage, but such a small percentage of the ocean has been explored and there's, like... Something like, I think it's like 10% of the ocean's been explored or something like that. It's a small number. So I'm like, what's in the rest of it? It's very scary. There's so much we don't know. That's one of the questions I'm asking. Anyway. I have so many. Same. So, so many. And we will probably never know the answer to them. But who knows? Um, anyways, Tammy stands, well, or at least in, back in 2018, she was 5'5", weighed approximately 190 pounds, had black hair and brown eyes. She also has a large tattoo of roses on her left shoulder, which I'd say she's probably covered up. Maybe not. And she should be considered armed and dangerous. Anyone with information about her whereabouts is urged to contact the U.S. Marshals 24-hour tip line at 1-877-WANTED-2 or send information via... Um, the USMS, oh, United States Marshal Service tips app. So I wish I had more about her. Um, it's wild to me that she is still on the run and nobody has a clue where she's at. 
I feel like you can only go so far without somebody finding you. I mean, how do you make enough money to live, especially in today's society? Like, how do you get paid under the table? I wonder if she's somehow left the country before, before they really started to, like, if she just left before they put out this, would you say she's on, like, top 15 most wanted or something? Mm -hmm. Maybe before she was put on that on that most wanted maybe maybe she left and now she's living under like a different name or something or or maybe not even left the country but maybe she went like super super far out of their like scope of what where they would think to look maybe like for for those who don't know jordan is a pilot leah's husband so i don't know could he get somebody out of the country like without using their passport if he really wanted to, you know what I mean? Like, I just wonder, like, would you have to know somebody with an airplane, like a, a private airplane or no, cause they smuggle yourself onto a ship. Like, I don't know how you would be able to leave the country without it being flagged. No, that it would be so like, it would be, I feel like impossible to do that just because everything is being tracked. They know where you are. They know where you're going. They know what you are doing. Like, I just don't think that, like, they're aware that you're there, basically. So, I don't really think that that would be possible. Even if she did know somebody, I don't think they could get her. Because everything is so monitored. I really don't think that she could have. Including the people in the plane? hmm I think so. I mean, I don't... I really just don't think she could have done that. You know? I really don't think that's possible. She could... She could have maybe... I, I almost wonder if maybe she went... She maybe was in another state and then she got on like a bigger like like a regular commercial airplane and then let, flew out of the country before they put out something for her arrest or whatever and then that's how she made it because I really just don't think she could have done that very discreetly if it was just like a private pilot if that makes sense I don't know I don't think that she could have done that I mean she could have paid cash for her ticket but still yeah everything's so documented and but like and like air traffic control knows ev- like everything so I really just, I really doubt that. I feel like she has a better chance on like a commercial flight, you know, like I, flying. I think she's still in the U.S. somewhere. I don't know where, but I think, I think she's probably in the U.S. somewhere. Maybe living with someone, maybe friends or family or something. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. It's very, it's very confusing how she's been able to to lay low for that long or maybe she maybe she got on like a bus or a train or a taxi or whatever and she went to a or got in a car and and then left it somewhere and she drove to like a very high populated city that's really far away from um michigan and well new york would be the perfect place for that there's so many people there so maybe she's still there but she's just like laying low i don't know it's it's pretty mind-boggling when you try to think of all the possibilities Yep. But that is the sad, unfortunate case of David Carter. And hopefully she will be found and brought to justice. And yeah. So that's my very short episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I apologize for all of my reading mishaps. But thank you for listening.